Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Hal Burns Truck and Equipment. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And I want to thank you for tuning in. If this is your uh, first time uh, in Albuquerque out at the Balloon Fiesta and you found the uh, ESPN Albuquerque affiliate on the radio and you're tuning in, um, uh, we uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of neat things going on. We're 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 good. Um, and a lot of neat things going on. And so, if you're here, we definitely appreciate it. Of course, you need to be able to at the end um, decide whether it's red or green. I mean, that's one of the things that uh, that you got to do here. But there's a lot going on um, around town. Uh, if you're in town, uh, things to do. Uh, during Balloon Fiesta, and a couple of things, I'm gonna I'm gonna run through some some car shows, uh, so you can go check them out. Uh, starting out, of course, uh, the Al Cafe um, on the first Saturday of every month from 7:30 to 10. Uh, they have free coffee and donuts to all car enthusiasts, and all cars are welcome. So the Al Cafe, uh, if you haven't been in town, is up on Eubank, uh, just off of I-40. So easy easy to see that. We're right out there. You can check out some cool cars, uh, pick up some free coffee and donuts, and get you get you rolling this morning. Of course, uh, also the 36th annual Run to the End of the Mountain Gods um, is going on today. The End of Mountain Gods down in Mescalero, New Mexico. Uh, if you're looking for something to do and you want to go check out the beautiful uh, New Mexico landscape, of course, uh, you can um, you can go do that. Uh, also, the 6th annual Fiestas de Peralta Car Show, uh, Truck, Bike, and Custom Bicycle Show is going on today. Um, it's going to have fireworks. How do you do fireworks during the day? Anyway, 10 to 2 on Highway 47 um, and uh, Molina Road. So you can go check that out in Peralta. The Las Lunas Home Depot 10th Annual uh, Customer Appreciation Day is also going on um, from 8 to 1 with music, awards, prizes, food, fun, kids' uh, workshop, face painting, uh, multiple vendors. And, of course, the 7th Annual Ride to Remember um, is uh, going on. It's going to be up to Santa Fe's Wicked West Harley Davidson um, from one to four today uh, with feud music, food, music, car shows, silent auction, and family fun. And of course, uh, want to let everybody know we've got uh, the Spooktacular coming up in three weeks. We're going to be over at at Hooters uh, for uh, for the big car show. And Dan, um, you guys got a little rowdy last week. Uh, with Steve Haydu in there, and of course he's our our DJ at the Spooktacular. Um, what was the deal with that bell? Well, you know you got you know the saying when the cat's away the mice will play. Yeah. So Steve was in here. He brought this silly little bell, and we were going nuts on it. Jonathan, Spencer, Steve, everyone loved the bell. You know you got to show a little excitement. Right. You know, here on the radio, it's early in the morning. People <laughs> want to hear ding 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 ding. Absolutely. I thought I thought that was uh, that was hilarious, but. Uh, uh, as as I mentioned, uh, Balloon Fiesta uh, started today. I mean, you're a transplant. 
um, coming from uh, from back east, uh, Tennessee, uh, North Carolina area. Um, I mean, what do you think when you when you get up in the morning and you see these balloons floating around? Oh, it's beautiful. And I gotta say, one of the first things I experienced when I started coming out here was balloon fiesta. Okay. And there's nothing like it anywhere else in the world. My only experience with balloons prior to seeing hundreds of them up in the air at one yeah. time was once at the YMCA across from my house back in North Carolina, we had a single hot air balloon. Okay. And it was tied to a rope. Okay. And it was it was up in the air, tied tethered down to the ground on a rope. And most of the world, that's all you see of hot air balloons. So this is really special yeah, what we've got here. Absolutely. I mean, have you already picked out a favorite? Is oh. it one that you look for, like special shapes or regular or what, you know? I love all the special shapes. Uh, bi- big fan of the screwdriver from last year. Oh, I wow. I think all of Albuquerque really liked that one. Then the uh, there's an armadillo that oh. I really like. Uh, the shapes, you know, the shapes are right. always so fun. Smokey right. the Bear, I think that, you know, that, that's got some back east roots. Yep. And speaking of Smokey the Bear, with those fireworks in Peralta you were talking yeah. about, have we considered that maybe the car show is from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m.? That's, <laughs> that's why they've got fireworks okay, on the dock. Okay, okay. I mean, it could be. It could be. Um, you, know, uh, you know, you've been to these car shows, Dan. I mean, you were at Spooktacular last year. Um, the average age of the drivers, we're already asleep by 10 p.m. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you but, there. And but because my other, my other thought with the fireworks is I hope the Peralta Police Department is prepared for a lot of calls. Oh, yeah. Because if you're hearing fireworks during the day, not going to think those are fireworks. Well, and, and, and maybe it's gunfire. And, right. and, and they're already getting ahead, and they're spinning it and calling it fireworks. <laughs> they got a rowdy, a rowdy car show down there? Yeah, I mean, they could. I mean, I, I'm just, we're just uh-huh. speculating at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, also speculating, um, Lobo football. I mean, you know, uh, you know, up and down season um, as typical, but not too far around the corner um, is the New Mexico Bowl. Um, and I know also you, you've been in town, you know, a couple of years. But um, have you have you made it out to either you know a football game, a Lobo football game, or have you made it to the New Mexico Bowl yet? Well, so I haven't, but I've, I'm making big plans to go to the New Mexico Bowl this year. Awesome! It's our opportunity as a community to to show up on the national stage. Yeah. To Really show everyone the kind of energy we've got and why some big teams should schedule games against the Lobos. Right. You know, I think the, the opportunity is there. We just got to show out, make some noise, and really impress the, the country. Yeah, I was talking to J.J. Griego um, earlier this week, a former uh, uh, Lobo basketball star. And um, it's funny because uh, we, we were in talking about um, the... Uh, uh, the the 401k um, for uh, the Better Business Bureau. That my uh, that's actually my new uh, my new gig is I'm the uh, president and CEO over there. Uh, JJ was in and and he asked me. He goes, "Well, you guys got any questions about you know the 401k program or anything like that?" And I said, "No, my question is really about the Lobos. <laughs> you know, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think of the Lobos?" And he goes, "You know, it's funny." He goes, "Are you talking about Lobo football? You know, which of course is being totally." And and I said, "Sure, tell me about Lobo football." And he said, well, you know, the, ba- the basketball, we always hated the first Lobo football game. And I'm like, why is that? You know, I mean, what does that have to do with anything? He goes, because we play one game, and then everybody wants to start talking about basketball. So, so i got to ask you on the flip side, you been to the pit yet? Heck yeah. The pit's incredible. And, and that's one of the things we see here is basketball doesn't need that much, need to be that much better than right. they normally are to pick up momentum. We saw the great streak at the beginning of last season, 
and how many people showed out and how much fun that environment was. And if we can just bring that environment to football, I think you know, it, it'd be the same. I think we have the potential. We just gotta gotta show out and make some noise. Yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. But other, I mean, other things that you've been to, of course, you've been out to Albuquerque Dragway, uh, been out to Vado Speedway. Um, I mean, Aztec Speedway. Uh, you know, I was just up in Farmington yesterday. Um, looks like they're going to end their season uh, this weekend. But um, I mean, you know, you got got to get out and check out some cool tracks. I mean, um, that's got to be a uh, that's got to be different than, than back east as well. Oh, totally. And it's different. It's like what high school football is right. back east is what racing is out here. Ah, okay. No, no matter what the weekend is, you know, during the the summer months that when the weather's right, you can go anywhere and you'll find a track. Yeah. No matter what kind of racing it is, you'll find it out here. And, and it's kind of like that with football back east. We've got... Wilkesboro for yes. racing, and we've got Charlotte for racing, and all that. But the in Bowman Dre, I grew up right by Bowman Dre, which yeah. has its own national reputation. Oh, absolutely! But it's just, I love how how community focused it is out here. Well, Bowman Dre actually even had um, I mean a TV show called The Madhouse, you know. And of course, it, it happens at every local track. I mean, it happens it happens at Sandia, you know. It happens down in actually, you know, it's funny. I, I haven't I haven't actually witnessed a fight in Vado. I, I don't, I don't, it's probably just because of where I was, um, you know, whereas I, I remember when we opened Sandia, I mean, it was, it was like the second race of the season uh, back in, in 2011 uh, when we had our first dirt track season. And I remember it, it was like uh, right out of the uh, West Side Story. I'm looking across from the grandstands into the pits, and you can see uh, Robert Shea standing there in between trying to hold the two sides at bay as they were, you know, getting ready to go at it. And I was just thinking, oh, man, I got the best seat in the house. I'm on the opposite side. You know, I'm not I'm not involved in that. But uh, we're going to get to the uh, local event calendar, and there is an opportunity. We've got a couple of tracks that this is the last race of the season. And, of course, going out at Albuquerque Dragway right now um, is a swap meet. And so you can go out there, two-day swap meet, a uh, great time to go and look at some parts uh, and pieces and whole cars and stuff. They have all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure I'm sure our friend Steve Haydu is out there, um, you know, checking out all the cool stuff uh, to get that going. Uh, but on the other side, we're going to talk with Frank Keene out at uh, Razorville. They have a big, huge event coming up uh, for Halloween, and you want to hear all about that. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. A great friend of the show um, in the studio this morning, uh, Frank Keen, and they got Halloween in the Desert coming up on Saturday October 28th. How are you doing this morning, man? I'm doing great. And yourself, sir? 
Doing good, doing good. Do you, uh, did you ever get any balloons that you know float out there over Razorville? Yeah, we've had a couple, and uh, a couple actually landed in uh, last year. Haven't seen any yet this year, but I'm sure we'll get some. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what's neat is uh, a lot of them actually will launch um, off of Coors um, and kind of go that way. Um, not during the fiesta. It seems like everybody's over at the park. But yeah. um, I was uh, I was I was tooling around uh, social media last night um, and saw you, you had a Can-Am. Um, guy, you know, uh, late in the evening um, that uh, had, had a little bit of problem. I mean, what, what was going on with that? Well, obviously, he's got some sort of issue, and he, <laughs> and he uh, I believe he actually passed me last night heading out there. Um, you know, one of the dangers of riding alone at night as well, which I yep. try to discourage. Uh, but then he uh, added that he was at Monster Hill. And uh, I don't know anybody who knows where Monster Hill is. Exactly. So GPS coordinates would help us find him this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean that almost seems appropriate with your Halloween event. You know that it would yeah. be um, it would be Monster Hill. But uh, uh, coming up uh, Saturday, October twenty eighth, uh, for uh, first responders um, and veterans, you got off ride show, trails rides um, at all levels, vendors, uh, music. But I wanted to ask you about this haunted barn. I mean, what? Yeah, I mean, is it going to have like you know, like haunted, uh, like scarecrows and what? I mean, what else going to be? Well, they have those blow up things that oh. uh, you know sway and, and okay. scream and yell at you with uh, scary voices and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> so it should be interesting. The kids usually enjoy it pretty much. Well, there's a lot of stuff for kids, as you mentioned. I mean, this is this is totally a a family event, but even a petting zoo. Yes, yeah. I mean, are we talking like goats and. And, and horses yeah. and pigs? Or what are we talking about? Uh, not horses, uh, although we, we attempted to get the mounted patrol out there for oh, their, their reference, cool. but uh, um, small animals and stuff. So basically, you know, we want the environment that it's a family event that yeah. people can get out and let their kids loose. They can run around the six acres. It's fenced. Uh, we've got security, and uh, and they can have a good time. The adults can look at the machines and uh, yep. and think about what they want to buy or what they want to modify. Exactly. And the kids can uh, uh, pet animals and go in the haunted house. I mean, I, I'm looking at this event, and I, I'm, as I'm reading down, I mean, it kept more and more and more things I'm going on. I mean, train rides. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 are you you're just going to put some bungee cord, some of the uh, the machines <laughs> together, or what? I mean, dude, what is that? No, it's one of those little train deals that goes around in a circle that you see at some of the malls. From okay. now. Yeah, it's one of those. So we got those right in the middle by the gazebo and stuff, and uh, and have set up sort of a walking area so the kids can move from the train ride to the petting zoo and and uh, you know up to the event area and back. Uh, um, so, you know, because inevitably one or two of those kids will wander away, and so we'll say, okay, right, come up to fence, the come right? up to the podium, right, <laughs> and we'll find your mom and dad for you. But uh, I mean, this uh, is really all ages. I mean, I, I can see you know three, four year olds um, really enjoying that, and some of the older kids. I mean, you got like a um, a costume contest going on. I mean, this. This thing is off the chain, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we just wanted to uh, be able to have enough events that a family could come out that's interested in off-roading. Yeah. And you'd be surprised, the, uh, you know, the seven- and eight-year-olds that we have riding with us religiously in the backseat of the family's cars. And so uh, everybody gets an education from that Absolutely. and learns about it. And uh, and then Dad isn't uh, off, off-roading alone, and Mom and the kids are saying, you know, what are we doing? Right, exactly. <laughs> so the involvement is really important. Now, and that's the one thing I think about the the evolution of the, uh, the ATV and the UTVs is 
that opportunity to have multiple seating. So move from a single seater, two seater, but now, um, I mean, these are incredible machines uh, to have uh, seating for the whole family. Uh, but other things that you've got going on, Duke City RC is going to be out there as well. Yep. Um, and uh, I mean, are, there, are they going to be doing some of the the off road? I mean, because those those trophy trucks and all kinds of stuff they got are pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a little uh, setup for them as we did last year, where the kids can go over and watch them race around. They'll have their own right. little racetrack that we're making. You know, we've got uh, we're occupying about six acres out there yeah. of land, so we've got plenty of parking and and stuff. And uh, looking forward to. Uh, you know, a lot of people coming out and enjoying it and learning about the sport. Yeah. The whole goal is let's learn about the sport. Let's learn to do it um, safely and uh, and then respect the land and, and uh, you know, raise the bow with the off-road community. Well, and I, I love the fact that you, one of your partners in this is the New Mexico Game and Fish. Yes. Because, and we've talked about this on the show before, that the off-road community, you know, whether it was uh, motocross, ATVs, UTVs, um, almost seemed to be at conflict with Game and Fish. But to see you guys... Kind of hand in hand, um, uh, promoting uh, promoting both uh, uh, both opportunities. Yeah, and that that's been a real passion of mine um, across the country, because the off road community typically had a pretty bad rap in in using and destruction of some private lands, right? Uh, trashing things, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So Desi from uh, uh, New Mexico uh, Game and Fish has been uh, instrumental in helping us and supporting us and and us supporting them. And as you know, we have the Gambler 500 cleanup event we're doing next week. Yes. And we expect to pull about 15 tons of trash out of that desert. <laughs> Sandoval County has donated a bunch of uh, uh, dumpsters for us to do that. Fantastic. And um, so, you know, the, the more of that we do, the you know, we make a tiny step forward in, in showing. But, right. you know, the industry has changed so much from, you know, the lone rider and the outlaw and the single seater right. to the four seater with the families and, and yep. enjoying enjoying the rides. But, you know, we still want to stress that, you know, this is a desert and, right. uh, you know, you need to be prepared. And that's one of the educational processes we go through. Don't go out there alone. Don't go out there without the, the tools. Uh, last weekend alone, we were changing a flat on one of the p- people that were in our ride. They didn't even have a lug wrench. Wow. It's like, hello. I mean, I can almost rebuild a car with what's in the back of my razor. <laughs> and, uh, right, right. Yeah, and that helps support the rides. But, you know, the educational process, because, you know, the last thing we want is that 2 o'clock in the morning call saying, I'm stuck, and I'm broke down, and, and I'm by myself. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, years ago, I pulled an 83-year-old man that had been out there wow. for three days with no food and water. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, and so... They're a lot of fun, but if you don't do it right, you can get in a lot of trouble pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So You also got um, vertical limit aviation coming out. Yeah, they're going to land at 10 o'clock, and we have a helicopter landing spot farm that we mark out. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and we've done that uh, uh, deal a, a while back uh, with Benny Martinez with the donuts. And, oh, yeah. And uh, he flew in and dropped a bunch of donuts. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, DJ's a great guy, and he's going to donate a yeah. tour and his helicopter to our, to our veterans drawing. And we have some outstanding prizes this year, you know, 75-inch TVs. And, uh, yeah. um, you know, I'm almost up to 50 vendors now. Wow. And being blessed of being in the industry so long, you know, I know and I'm in good friends with most of the owners and, and managers of the major aftermarket companies. Yeah. And as I was telling you earlier, one of them from Israel called me and said, hey, Frank, wow. I'm in. You know, what do, you, what do we need? What do you need? Yeah. Uh, and, th- and that support is, uh, is just tremendous. How many people are you up to on your forum? Oh, uh, 
100,000, oh, gosh, 100,380 something as of this morning. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, that's a pretty close estimate, yeah. um, but that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah. to think about it. And as you mentioned, um, you got a lot of these raffle prizes. Um, and and what what are, you, what are you raising the money for? Well, we're raising money for a couple of things. First of all, you know, we've got uh, uh, T-shirts and. Uh, uh, mugs and a variety of other things that yeah, are going to be for the mug, going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there's a couple of charities that uh, we have looked at for the end of this event, and being Breast Awareness yeah. Month, we think that they're, they're going to be one of the main ones. Yeah. Um, some of the other ones of some recent tragedies that uh, local people have had um, deaths and and sickness and. And we're individually dealing with those to see whether they right. want us to support them. And once they give us a go ahead, then we'll send the money right. that way. Yeah, yeah. But there'll be no profit made from, from yeah, all uh, no, of this. Ab- yeah, yeah. I mean, all the money's going to go to a good cause, and uh, and um, hopefully people will see by example. You know what right. we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to raise the level of the sport. We're trying to have families come together and have a good time. Yeah. And we're trying to take care of some of the less fortunate with those funds. Have Have you guys ever done like a uh, like a swap meet or like, you know, kind of like the ski used to do with, you know, people that have um, older machines and they've upgraded or anything like that, where um, people who are interested in getting into the sport um, would have an opportunity to, to get into a, a good piece of equipment um, and maybe not start off with a new piece of equipment. Yeah, we've done that. And, and in fact, one of the first swap meets we had, we ironically got uh, one of the first big snows that we've ever seen out oh. there. <laughs> As luck would have it. Yep. But we're going to do that again. But, uh, you know, we really encourage uh, pay it forward. You know, I've built yeah. 17 of these cars, and uh, my current car is still under surgery. Yeah. And so parts that come off of that have already been donated to people at the, yeah. at the deal. And, uh, yeah. and we encourage them to come out because, you know, one of the things in our safety meetings every morning is that, you know, you've got a variety of machines here. And some of these machines are capable, some of them are not. So right. don't everybody sitting here think they can go where everybody else is going. Absolutely. And part of the educational process. That's fabulous. How do people connect with uh, Razorville? Uh, Razorville Facebook, uh, Frank Keen Facebook, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> lots of social media uh, ways to do that as well. Um, and we'll be handing out business cards, has my personal contact and cell phone for the guys that get lost at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so we encourage everybody to come out and have a good time and enjoy it and really see that the off-road community is, uh, is a different animal than what they think it is. Absolutely. All right. Well, and, and absolutely, you can come out to a great event. Hey, when, when is that getting started? About 8, 8 o'clock, Yeah, the gates will open at 8 o'clock, but actually yeah. we'll have people there for the weekend camping. Oh. Okay, so we've got, cool. we've got space for campus so people can come in Friday night, cool. sit around the campfire and talk about how uh, they're going to enjoy the uh, the rides tomorrow morning and, cool. and who's got the fastest car, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so yeah. there's bench racing uh, in the off-road community, <laughs> uh, too? Of course. <laughs> uh, and and, and, and New Mexico Game and Fish will be there about the fish stories. Exactly. About how fast you're moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. That's for fabulous. Sure. Well, thanks yeah. for coming in this morning. Um, there's more information that we're going to have um, on this show, including it's going to be in our calendar. Uh, but you can also check it out. The New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine, the new one is on the stand next week. Um, and there's a lot of information in there uh, to help you. But, hey, Frank, thanks for coming out this morning. Uh, thank you. Thank you for all your support, sir. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. We've got a whole lot more coming up, including we're going to catch up with Matt Willis uh, with uh, ESPN, the, the stats and info guy, on uh, what's going on uh, with NASCAR uh, this weekend. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team.
Hi, this is Al Unser Jr. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shell Pennzoil Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Uh, going on today, later today, the Drive uh, For Sure. That, that, is that really the name of this? The Drive For Sure 250 um, at, at Charlotte Motor Speedway? Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll find that out. That sounds kind of an odd name. A Drive For Sure. Um, depends where you put the punctuation in. Uh, tomorrow, Bank of America 400 at uh, the Roval at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Hey, joining us now is uh, Matt Willis with uh, ESPN. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. It's a uh, kind of rainy day here in the Northeast, but you know we're uh, it's uh, it's fall. These things have to be expected. Well, I hate to tell you, it's beautiful here. Um, I mean, we oh. got we got balloons in the air. I mean, you got to come out and check out this balloon fiesta, man. Yeah, it seems like a you know sometime in the winter when they can avoid the four months of snow here. That might be the time to do it. <laughs> that's that's right. What do they uh, What do they say? Uh, you've got two two uh, two seasons. You've got uh, snow and um, honeydew. Uh, that's all I hear uh, <laughs> out there. But uh, hey, what have you been up to, bud? Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a I've got two little girls, three and three and one, so I, I keep pretty busy with them, and uh, they'll sit and watch uh, football or, or auto racing me as long as I give them bites of my pizza. That is the deal we have cut. Oh, I mean, you got to you got to start them early, and that's that's fantastic. What, what is their favorite sport to watch? I mean, is it is it racing? Um, do they do they like like college football? I mean, are they basketball fans? Um, they. <laughs> When they were little, little, they liked motorsports because kids love the fast-moving colors and the noise. That's what they, uh, that's their thing. Um, but my older, my older daughter will watch whatever is it means she gets to stay up a little longer. Uh, she asked me the other day if I wanted to watch baseball instead of her going to bed. And, uh, we agreed to that deal. That was a fair deal and I took her up on it. All right. So our crack staff here, um, it is called Drive for the Cure. So it looks like we, uh, we got the wrong letter or the auto, you know, autocorrect on that. So it's drive for the cure going on today. Um, and uh, so, I mean, a lot of I know you've been involved a lot, you know, with the NASCAR fantasy. Um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about before we get into NASCAR, um, just how the stats and info has been so much more involved in sports betting the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, the, the sports thing is such a significant part of our, of our, something our, you know, audience is really interested in, and it's, yep. it, you know, it serves the fan really well to, not only sports betting, but also fantasy to just like appeal yep. to all these sides of fans. Uh, and then, you know, us in the ESPN Fast and Info, you know, we have all this great information and numbers and, you know, going back decades, um, for, for gambling, for fantasy, for everything. So we can really, um, you know, really make an impact there. And what's nice about working, you know, I work a lot with the Daily Wager crew, and uh, that audience is looking for information that's, like, really difference-making. You know, what, why are these teams, you know, like, uh, 
you know, not not just, you know, give us a bet, but, like, give us an information that we can make our own informed bet. I think that's something, you know, the Stats and Info Group can, can really do a great job of. Well, so basically, they're looking for insider information. That, that You know, they're, they're <laughs> looking for an unfair advantage, right? I mean, that's uh, that's what they're doing. Because, you know, I mean, come on. You, you've been doing this long enough that you know that you can find a stat for anything, right? I mean, you could you could make a case for almost anything with statistics. Yeah, I mean, I can I can I can tell you why uh, why you know why Kevin Conway is going to win the Daytona 500 if you just give me enough uh, enough time and enough uh, enough spreadsheets. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, speaking of which, I mean, let's let's jump into that. I mean, we're we're heading into the Roval. It's an elimination race. Uh, you got two guys that got totally secure positions. I mean, Byron has got the inside line to to make it to the final four and win this whole thing. Uh, with both a win in his pocket and uh, 41, uh, 41 points, uh, playoff points. Uh, Blaney, now I, I want to ask you, because it seems like every year we keep talking at the beginning of the season how this is the year that Blaney, the young Ryan Blaney, who's been in the league, what, you know, eight, nine years now? I mean, I think we can mm-hmm. start, stop with the, the, the YRB um, and just call start calling him Ryan right at this point. <laughs> but... Um, but you know, when you look at that, I mean, what what are the statistical chances that this is the year that Ryan Blaney gets it done? Yeah, yeah I, I also used to be a young Matt Willis, and now I'm just middle aged Matt, <laughs> so uh, I can I can feel with that. Uh, um, yeah, you know, this isn't a down year for Team Penske. I think it's it's really telling how like the separation of the team with Blaney. You know, Logano was one named around a 16, didn't really have a strong year. Yep. Austin Sindrick was kind of an afterthought year. So this was a down year for Team Penske and Ryan Blaney to kind of carry the flags, the organization. Um, you know, the, you know, everything in NASCAR circles, you know, Team Penske's not going to be down forever. So, um, I, I think he's, you know, a talented driver, but now, we, you know, we've got a lot of talented, you know, younger drivers and, you know, William Byron and, um, you know, Chase Elliott's about the same age as Ryan Blaney. We're going to see. You know, where it kind of fits in this in this next level. So I'm interested to see when when Team Penske kind of bounces back, and they will, uh, where he where he settles in. But I think it's telling that you know you know Austin Sindrick's down in 23rd in points at this point. Dory Logano is out in round of 16. Blaney's going to be at least in the round of eight. Uh, I think something that serves him well is he's uh, he's you know he has a wide wide range of tracks where he's really really good. You know he shows he's a great plate racer. He's, he's I think about half his career wins have been at Talladega. Um, but he's also strong at Bristol and the intermediate. So I think that's I think that's really telling about Ryan Blaney. I I agree. I mean, because right now you look at um, William Byron with uh, 41 playoff points, uh, Martin Truex uh, with 36 playoff points, um, and Hamlin sitting there with 32 playoff points. Um, there's three guys that you know really need to stay out of trouble, um, and they can have a real shot uh, to make it out of the round of eight. Uh, Brad Kay, I mean, what an amazing season that, that he's had and Chris Busher have had, and yet they don't have a ton of playoff points. Um, and so they they most likely, I think one of them might be eliminated. It looks like Brad Kay might be eliminated um, in this particular round, could. But if he made it into the next round, um, they're, they're really going to need to pick that up in order to be able, and they're probably going to have to have a win um, in order to make it into the Final Four. Yeah, I think so. And, and, you know, we've seen, you know, I've been super impressed at Chris Busher this year, just yeah. what he's been able to do to turn off wins for that team. Uh, Keselowski's yet to win. Um, but he's shown to be a pretty good, pretty good road course driver in his career. I think the issue he's going to have is the guy two points behind him for that last spot is Tyler Reddick, who's, who's one of the top road course drivers in the yeah. series. So, uh, and then it's a 13 point, uh, difference between seventh place Kyle Larson and eighth place Brad Keselowski. So he's got a lot, of, he's got to help someone from the, 
Bell, Busher, Truex, Larson camp has issues today in case Reddick wins he's going to, uh, or tomorrow so he can make up some points. Um, you know, it's, I'm looking at the rest of the, um, schedule here. Um, you know, and I, I think Las Vegas is going to be an excellent chance for, for Busher to win to get in the championship floor. He, you know, he's been really strong on the intermediates this year. Uh, you won it, you know, won at Michigan. Uh, you know, he won at Richmond and Martinsville in the next round. And that's a, you know, a kind of, it's similar of a track as you're going to find in Martinsville in the schedule and that it's like, you know, it's shorter and it's flatter. You know, you're not going to have another Martinsville in the schedule, but that's as close as you're going to get. I could see Busher racing in, in the championship four. Um, you know, he's got 21, 21 playoff points, which is fewer than, you know, a lot fewer than Byron and Hamlin tricks, uh, and just behind Larson. So he's going to have to make up grounding if he gets to the championship four, into the round of eight, but I, I think he's, he could be in a good position. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy when you start to, to look at, uh, after this weekend's elimination and then you get to the eight, because, um, if we remember last year, um, uh, Christopher Bell went on that tear. Um, in in the round of eight, um, and put himself in in position, and he's he's in pretty good position right now uh, with uh, twenty two points to the cut line, but he's only got those sixteen playoff points, um, and so he's he's going to need to to have some heroics like he did last year uh, to make it to the final four again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it certainly you know Bell doesn't look like quite, you know quite the form we expected year round based on his the Terry in the round of eight last year, uh, just one win this year. Um, but you know, he's, he's been so steady in the, in the playoffs. I think that's going to be his strength. But, uh, if he gets to the playoffs and has to pass people as opposed to letting people drop down behind him, I, I think he might have, have some work cut out for him. Who do you think is the, um, got that inside line, uh, to the final four and ultimately could be, uh, your best bet for champion? Uh, you know, it's, he's not going to have great odds, but Byron is in such a, Another you know, zone right now. Um, I have, I've got a pretty impressive list here. Here's a list of people in, in Cup Series history who have won six races in the season at the age of 25 or younger. So William Byron, Joey Logano, Jeff Gordon, Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, Richard Petty. That is it. Those are the six. That's a so pretty good it's a pretty list. short list. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, but going beyond that, if you want, if, if I like someone with little, little short odds in the, um, you know, Kyle Larson's so good at Homestead, yeah. uh, and 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 Phoenix that I think he's going to be looking really good there. Um, I wouldn't rule out a guy like Tyler Reddick. I think Reddick is proven to be a guy who can win any week at any track. Yep. Um, if we see some Toyota drivers get eliminated in the uh, between the round of eight and the championship four, and you could see more of those resources put into Tyler Reddick. So you know, Truex doesn't look great. You know, Truex would have been the betting favorite going into the playoffs. He does not look great throughout the playoffs. He's down in six. So right. He's got an okay cushion. He's a good road course driver, but you know, we're done with road courses after after the Roval. So right. um, you know, we're running out of chances for Truex to kind of turn around his you know his playoff performance after being so strong going in. Um, so you know, I hate to say I like the favorites and, and Byron and Larson, but if you want <laughs> someone who's going to have a little better odds at this point, I, I think Tyler Reddick's not not a bad bet. Well, I, I like that one. I'm, I'm going to go with that uh, absolutely. But uh, one of the things I think about, when I think about William Byron, um, I think about Jimmy Johnson. Um, I mean, Jimmy Johnson uh, you know, didn't get a lot of fanfare, right? I mean, as a matter of fact, people didn't like him. Um, he just went and did his business and, of course, ends up leaving, uh, retiring with uh, seven championships. I mean, William Byron looks a lot like Jimmy Johnson to me. Yeah, I, I think the, you know, being able to 
be good at every type of track. And, and I, you know, Jimmy Johnson had this ability, and a lot of this was which Chad Canales, to keep improving right. throughout races. And he was just there at the end. He may have not been a strong contender to start the day, but he was just there at the end of the day. We saw that at, at Talladega. You know, yep. I was just there at the end of the day, and we saw it at, uh, at Texas as well. That You know, we, we thought that race was, was Bubba's to lose. And, and it was, minus a caution, but, you know, right. the – you know, there was William Byron in the last restart putting himself in position to be able to win. That's something we saw from, from Jimmy Johnson. Uh, the, the way his career has kind of gone to this point it reminds me a lot of Kyle Busch because Kyle right. Busch came in with a lot of fanfare and struggled for his first couple of years in a Hendrick car. Yep. Um, you know, Busch ended up really finding his groove when he went to Gibbs. But, you know, Byron, this is, you know, this is Byron's sixth full season, uh, at, at 25 years old. Uh, he came, his first full year is 20 years old. Wow. Uh, winless that year was 23rd in points. So, you know, and then the next year, winless. But won five polls, got up to 11th in points, but didn't crack the top 10 in points for a full season until, until last season when he finished sixth. So, you know, but you got to remember, he's 25 years old. And, yeah. you know, and he's got a lot of races left in, in his career. Yeah, he absolutely does. Hey, man, thanks for coming on this morning. And um, I wish you well if I don't catch up with you before the holidays. But uh, uh, have a good Halloween, man, with those two little kids. They're probably pumped about trick or treating. Oh yeah, the uh, the three year old is pumped for candy, and I uh, I, I just got to do a little a little a little candy inspection, make sure it's all safe, make sure it's all uh, it's all uh, wrapped properly, put the taste all right. Yeah, is it um, one for you, two for daddy, right? One for you, yeah. two for daddy, exactly. What, 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 are they, what are these skittles? You can't have skittles yet. You're too young. Here, let me have those. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Will, will you have a good one? And uh, we'll talk again soon. Great talking to you. Thank you so much. All right, there's uh, Matt Willis. Uh, 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 stats and info for ESPN. I always love talking to him because uh, he comes up with with some great stuff. And you know, somebody did something back in 1942 or whatever. You know, and it's like, man, I, I, how do you know that kind of stuff? But uh, uh, anyway, we got a whole lot more coming on, including we've got uh, some local events that we're going to talk about on the La Tigers event calendar on the other side. You've been listening to the Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. This is Kyle Larson, driver of the number 5 DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Buggity, buggity, buggity. This is Earl Walsh of three-time NASCAR champion, and you're listening to David Swope on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment. Here's David. All right. For all you couch potatoes out there, uh, Formula One, uh, you got the Cutter GP uh, going on this weekend, NHRA, uh, Texas Fall Nationals, uh, Stampede of Speed. Um, and, of course, yeah, today, uh, the drive for the Cure 250 um, at the Charlotte Roval tomorrow. Bank of America 400 um, also on the Roval. Elimination race. So it's going to be uh, uh, pretty cool to uh, check that out. Um, also going on locally, uh, you can head out to the Albuquerque Dragway uh, today and tomorrow uh, for the uh, swap meet that's going on. But mark your calendars. Next weekend, Hot Rod Rumble. It's a combination of car show. Um, and uh, and track day, you can take your uh, take your car down the track. Vado Speedway going on this weekend. Uh, this weekend is the the last uh, race for uh, Chuck Jackson. 
Um, he's going to be uh, heading down there this weekend. Uh, but uh, the Jackson Compaction Power I 305 uh, wing sprint cars are going to be there. Uh, you also got the B Mods, uh, Super Trucks, uh, the Inex Legends, and the Automotive um, uh, SH Automotive Pure Stock is going to be running. Aztec Speedway this weekend, it is their last race of the season. It's the IMCA and USRA uh, versus Cancer. All proceeds will go to the cause. You can go out to the Sprint Car Stampede, that's right, out at Sandia Speedway. It's going to be their last race of the season um, as well on the dirt track. 2500 to win for the NMMRA 360 non-wing sprint cars. Uh, 1000 to win um, in the wing, uh, the wing 360 sprint cars. Um, and, of course, you've also got the wing and non-wing mini sprints are going to be running. Uh, gates at 3 o'clock. Racing starts at 4.30. Uh does start to get hot at night, or cold at night. It starts to get hot at night. What am I, in Phoenix? Um, it's uh, So you want to make sure that uh, you get out there because the racing is going to start a couple hours or earlier. Uh, mark your calendar, the Miata Mayhem, next weekend out at Sandia Speedway um, on the road course. And... Uh, you got sponsors like uh, University uh, Volkswagen Mazda that are involved. There's a purse involved to win that race. Uh, probably going to have about 20 spec Miatas out. So we're going to have guys coming from uh, Arizona, Colorado, and a couple from California trying to steal our local guys' money. Um, it was a heck of a race uh, last year. Of course, Legacy Speedway is already closed for the season. Uh, next weekend down at Roswell, um, you've got the USRA Championship Night. Uh, we got the B mods, stock cars, hobby stocks, uh, factory fours, bombers, and junior cyclones that are all going to be um, in that show. So a lot of lot of cool things, a lot of cool things going on. And of course, uh, Moriarty MX. You got the Fast Five, best of the West round five uh, is going on um, to close out the season. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, on both the uh, the Yucca uh, main point uh, main track as well as the DKD electric mini track so a uh, lot of a lot of cool things uh going on and gotta ask you uh um dan i mean in, any of those events uh, look interesting to you oh, they really all do david it's that time of year favorite time of year we got a little nip in the air and i think that's the perfect weather for racing you're saying it's going to get a little bit colder bundle up a little bit go out there and see some competitive racing finishing out seasons it's awesome it, it's the most enjoyable time of the year to me well, and this is the perfect weekend for you. I mean, you, you don't you don't have uh, App State and you don't have Tennessee games uh, to mess up your schedule. So exactly. this is this is perfect. But I I mean, you guys you guys going out to the balloon fiesta tomorrow or something? Yeah, we're heading out first thing tomorrow. I was a little late on getting the park and ride tickets, so we've got the four a.m. park and ride. I think we'll probably we we just moved right close to the Coronado Mall, so we'll just walk on over and <laughs> hop on the bus and. Be out there all morning. Looking forward to it. It's it's a great thing. Kinsey and I like to do every every year. Well, I was going to say, um, if you need a wake up call, it ain't going to be me. <laughs> four 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 a.m. I mean, there's there's pretty much. I mean, I'm even getting so old that even four p.m. in the afternoon is is almost I'm done by then. You know, I mean, you're not going to get much help out. Yeah, I'd say if uh, if we're gambling, there's pretty good odds I'm not going to go to sleep tonight. Oh, <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you. I mean, do you do you know how to play Texas Hold'em? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you need to teach me because uh, we're we're thinking about uh, we're thinking about doing a Texas Hold'em um, and uh, maybe doing a, a Texas Hold'em, um, you know, like a like like a competition or something at one like of the a, car shows. Oh, at the car show, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, doesn't that doesn't that sound doesn't that sound neat? I mean, you know, car shows are are pretty neat. As a matter of fact, we might as well talk a little bit about the Hooters show that's coming up on the 
the 28th. It's in, in three weeks, which unfortunately, um, we're going to be kind of up against the, the Razorville Halloween event. Cause man, I really wanted to go out to that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, but our event, um, of course we have, uh, we're going to have a costume contest, um, kids, uh, we'll have an adult, um, a kid's class. And of course we have pets. I mean, so, I mean, we, we have people that dress up their pets are going to come out, um, all kinds of, uh, giveaways. We're going to have all kinds of fun that's going on. Um, but it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Of course, uh, setup starts, you know, at seven thirty, seven seven thirty. um, cars actually start to roll in, you know, that early, um, uh, get a lot of cars placed. Last year we had over 150 cars. We probably had another 20, 25 cars that kind of snuck in, you know, parked in there, um, didn't didn't register, and we probably had a, at least another 50 cars that would come and they would park, and then they would go and look around, um, and they would leave. And this year is really exciting, a new thing that we're doing with Intellitech College. Um, they're actually going to pick um, a student. So it's a 25 and under, or if you're... Um, if you've gone back to school or something. So it's either a student or 25-year best build, um, and that's a $100 cash prize that they're putting up in addition to a, a cool trophy. They're actually going to put up a cash prize. But next week, RJ will be back. Um, I know you're gone. You're going to be out in the Sacramento Mountains, so bundle up for that, um, and we'll have a whole new show on the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, and Halburn's Truck and Equipment, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host David Swope will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing are park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. 